Okay, uh, the scripture is going to come out. I'm going to use three different scriptures. Your bulletin only has one. We start with Luke uh, two nineteen, then go to verse thirty three, and then jump over to Luke chapter one, uh, or maybe it's chapter two, verse fifty seven. But just some real quick uh, statistics. I like statistics real quick. Uh, 2019, it's expected that 25 billion billion, with the B, dollars will be spent on Mother's Day. Hannah, you and I have done wrong because every a mother, about each mother's getting about 172 dollars spent on her. Weston, <laughs> you expected the sister to pick up the rest, right? Yeah, there we go. Uh, there we are. Uh, Last year was $23.1 billion was spent on Mother's Day. And I bring this up because i got to preach my first sermon at the next church on Father's Day. And I was doing, looking at Father's Day stuff too. It's like $22 million is spent on Father's Day. Million, not billion. Million. How big of a difference that is. Phone calls between 37, the phone, the phone networks will be up. 37 to 42% on Mother's Day. They are up 2% on Father's Day. <laughs> just real quick. That's what I'm saying, Jordan. You know, we'll go there. Uh, just other trivia, a good thing. Anna Jarvis is the one that proposed that we start Mother's Day in 1908. It was official by Congress in 1914. Shortly after that, Anna Jarvis spent the rest of her life trying to get rid of Mother's Day because what she had planned on for Mother's Day had turned into this big commercial uh, holiday. Uh, for her, the way she proposed Mother's Day, uh, it was supposed to be a personal celebration between moms and her families. The families bring an honor to their mothers. Uh, moms would wear, one of the children would give mom a white carnation, and mom would wear the white carnation for that day. And families would tend the church of their mother uh, on that day. So other countries have other forms of celebration for Mother's Day, not always on the same day as we do here. And, and so that's just some good trivia information for you real quick there. But I want to sit there and look at mothers. We're going to look a little bit different at Mother's, mother's Day here. But let me read a couple of scriptures for you. Starts out in, uh, in uh, this is about Mother Mary with Jesus. Uh, chapter 2, verse 19. It says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. This is the message where the, the angels have come. The angels have come. And then the next one I have over on verse 33. And Joseph, and this is when they're at the temple. And Joseph and his mother Mary. Uh, Marveled at these things which were spoken of him. And the other one I had, and then verse 51, chapter 2, verse 51. And when he went down, this is right after he's in the temple, he's 12 years old. When he went down with them and came to Nazareth, he's subject, he was subject to them, but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, in favor, and in good and with God and men. On those three scriptures, the short version of Mother's Day, mothers believe in us when nobody else does, including ourselves. I remember my own mother, she goes along, and I remember one day visiting Barbara, that the, when, when uh, Barbara first started coming here, and without missing a beat, I just walk around town and visit people from time to time, you know, and I'm in the bank for some reason, I'm in the bank, and, and uh, she sits there, she says, Larry, what's the W in your name stand for? 
without missing a beat, I said, I'm the youngest. And my mother always told me I was wonderful, and so I'm Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> and that nickname has stuck since <laughs> I've been in the lap hall. Mr. Wonderful. I was the youngest there. But so let's go to the more serious side real quick. Why, this is my theological question to you, why would God use a woman to come into the world? He sent Jesus, Jesus being God, fully God, humbled himself to be born of a virgin. And so we've got to ask a question, because there's, there's, there's Jesus, this is the same Jesus in three different forms, we see back in Genesis in the garden, there was a person that walked with Adam and Eve, and that was a pre-resurrected Jesus. We see that a couple times in the Old Testament, that Jesus appears, God appears in the humanly flesh in, in, in the past time. And then in the future time, let's get to the future revelation, God comes, read the story about revelation, fire in the eyes, to a tongue of sword, you know, he's coming, he's coming to cut down those that are not righteous. And so there's, a, there's the future Jesus, but this Jesus we're going to talk about here, I mean, they're all the same Jesus, don't get me wrong, why would God use a woman to bring in the Messiah? Well, that's a good question, is it not? I got you all's attention now? There we go. That's what I was just planning on. Thomas Oden, uh, he's my favorite systematic theologian. In his systematic theology book, The Word of Life, God uses woman to bring in children, not just the Messiah, because all the way back to Genesis, to bring honor to all women. Women are the life bearers. They are the closest relationship you will have with the Holy Spirit, and I'll get into that in a minute, than, than anything else. When does a woman know she's pregnant? Well before any doctors or anything else comes in there. They know. I knew you, I knew you while you were knitted in my womb. The woman knows, knows this stuff. And God uses women to bring in life. Women get to hold the child. They're the ones responsible. Think about it real guys. And this is just a quick PG education real quick. We're there for the fun of it. Are we not? The women are in it for the long haul. They're nine months of, of growing that child inside their womb. And then they, they give birth to this child. Uh, and so many times you know, in, in counseling. When a woman loses a child through miscarriage, the husband sometimes disconnects because he don't see, you know, he hasn't made a bond with the child, but the mother has made this bond with the child before it was even born. And God uses women to bring the life bear. Women are honored because they bring life into the world. Men, we're just here for the fun part of it. And then the work comes later on. Elizabeth said to Mary which is true to all women. From this day forth, you'll be honored among all women. We see through the whole Old Testament, even the New Testament, that women that had children were honored among other women. They were honored there for bringing this life into, their, uh, into this. And, and when we look, talk about the women in the Holy Spirit real quick, what we know is a little th uh, Hebrew theology real quick. Yahweh, the name of God, Yahweh, is super masculine. In fact, there's not another word in the Hebrew Bible that is more masculine than Yahweh. And this is your English lesson for you. Of course, the Son, Jesus, the Son, is a masculine term. And of course, the Holy Spirit is also 
we would think masculine uh, because they're all three. They're all one together. But when the Holy Spirit or uh, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, however you want to look at it, the word pneuma in the either or I can't think of the Hebrew version of it real quick. That word is a what we call a neuter word, which has no masculine or femininity, or it's used as a feminine term. So the Holy Spirit, you think back to Genesis, when God said, I made man and woman in our image. In our image. And so the whole tri- the whole you know, the, the Trinity of God is made in the image of men and women. And women are given special honor because they're the ones that get to bring life into the world. Think about it real quick. Uh, more on the joking side, but think about it real quick. If you left up childbirth to men, th- that would be a one-time process if that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I ain't doing that again. <laughs> we, we learn from pain, do we not? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, help me out here. Uh, we learn from that. And, and so I sat there and looked, and what are some of the attributes of the Holy Spirit Compared to a mother, and I come up with eight of them real quick. There's a lot of more. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us. Who is really in charge, especially if you're more of a godly home. Uh, and the way I grew up, I'm kind of a different generation today. But when I grew up, mom taught us until we were a certain age and we could kind of run with dad a little bit. And that was a scary proposition, running with dad a little bit or grandpa sometimes. But the Holy Spirit teaches mothers are the initial teachers for us. Uh, uh, The Holy Spirit is a guide to us. Mothers are also the guide to us. Uh, The Holy Spirit is called the comforter. When a child normally gets hurt, normally gets hurt, who do they run to for comfort? The mother. Uh... The Holy Spirit gives us gifts. The gift of life was given to us by our mother. Um, I can't always read my writing. Uh, The Holy Spirit empowers us. Who tells us that you can do it, you can do it over and over again? Most of the time, it's your mother. I know growing up as a kid, you know, my dad, you're just a blockhead. Uh, Archie Bunker, you just have to understand, those who are old enough to understand Archie Bunker, all in the family, my dad's favorite term was meathead. You're a meathead. <laughs> You're dead from the neck up. But it was always my mother uh, that encouraged us. It's like I said earlier, it was our mother that believed in us when nobody else would. You know, you failed at school, you failed, it, it's okay, it's going to be okay. It'll be okay. Just retake the test. Call who was the one that called the teacher so many times, at least in my house, to say, "Hey, can, can little Larry come pay, take that test again? I'll help him study." It was my mother. It was my mother that did all these. Who is the main protector in the family? We always want to think dad, but when a child is small, here we are with Mr. Jordan. Who's the one that holds him in the arms most of the time? Who's the one that does this? It's the mother. And so those are some of the things that. Uh, well, oh, the Holy Spirit reminds us. Boy, if I haven't been reminded by my mother about a million things in life before she passed on. Son, you better get my When your dad gets home, she always reminded me what kind of dad I had. When your dad gets home, guess what's coming for you, son? Uh, but, oh, the Holy Spirit equips us. I already said that equips us. Uh, uh, follow, the Holy Spirit's always there to follow us up. So mothers... Mothers play an important role. It's not just we have Mother's Day here, but God 
uses mothers from Genesis at the beginning, that he brings life into the world through Eve. And life continues through the world through womanhood. And so God, even though in the Old Testament times, we see, and in the Middle East still today, that mothers or sometimes women have sometimes second-class citizens, that is not God's design for women. God's design for women that they will be honored. They will be honored. In, in Proverbs, uh, Proverbs chapter 31, I like this quite a bit. Uh, I use this on a several uh, funerals. It's the virtuous wife. Who can find the virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack to gain. She does him good and not evil. And all the days of her life she seeks wool, flax, and willing works with her hands. Let me just jump down to verse 18 real quick. She, she perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands on the, on the poor. It's mothers that are more compassionate most of the time, not always. Mothers are usually more compassionate. So mothers, mothers are to be honored. Be, uh, uh, mothers are to be honored. So this day today that we call Mother's Day, remember God first was the one that blessed mothers for giving you life. Mothers knew you when you were first being conceived. Mothers knew you when you were born. Mothers will care for you and love you until the day in which you part. And so today, from our young people in here and the older people, honor your mother because they will not always be with you. I know that for sure. Tammy knows that. I love Tammy's mom. She always stuck up for me. I could call Edna and say, Edna, you know what Tammy did? Don't worry about it. I'll talk to her. <laughs> I would just be gone for two hours. <laughs> I knew what was coming. But so uh, I really love both my mother and, and my mother-in-law. I really love my mother-in-law too. And so, uh, but there, there, we are to bring honor to our women in our lives. And to the children, our future mothers, we're to bring honor to them. Because they're the ones who will bring life into here next when we're gone. So with that, it's a short Mother's Day message. Make sure if your mother is, you know, is still alive and not here, is that you uh, call them, give them a phone call, do something to, to let them know that you love them. For the children that are here, all of y'all, make sure you do something special for your mother today. Clean the house up, do some dishes, do uh, something. Listen, be well behaved. I'm talking to you crowd right over here. They're just all ignoring me. <laughs> And for us older people that our mothers are still here, do something special for your mother today, too. To recognize her that, that, hey, I love you, Mom, and thank you for what you've done. And husbands, let me bring up husbands real quick. You know, they're the ones that put up, they're the ones that not only put up with the children, but the big child, which is us. And I get, <laughs> who do I get an amen from back there? What have we done to show honor to our wives and the mothers of our children? So make sure we have also honored our mothers. So with that, happy Mother's Day. And, and also, there's, there's special women that don't birth children but are very motherly figures. There's several in my life that are, are not my mother, but they sure were played a special role in my life. If there's someone in your life, an aunt, or someone special that has, just, I thank God, and they did women with the nurturing mother of every woman, whether she birthed a child or 
It's true. I should have brought that up. That is true. It's just many times mothers, I mean, even still today, you know, 56, sometimes I still find a, a woman that reminds me of my mother. And, and what kind of mothers me yells at me quite a bit, you know. <laughs> a couple of y'all might resemble that in the church today, Gail, but I won't mention your name. <laughs> we don't know what Gail I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, boy, I, can, I come over in the kitchen sometime. You left the door open, I can just hear my mother. It's hot outside. Were you born in the barn? You left the door open. Stir that in the pot. Were you stirring that with a metal spoon? You supposed to <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. I have learned a lot. <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, the women in our lives, not just our mothers, but the women in our lives, we need to say thank you to today. This is the day to honor them. So let's, with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we humble ourselves today, and we ask that we, you help us honor our mothers, Lord. And let us be reminded, Lord, that it's through the women that you brought life into the world. And for that, Lord, we are truly thankful. And Lord, we just ask you to continue to be with us in all that we do. And Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.